Welcome to the Glorio Chat, the best anime podcast on the internet. Uh, I think you'll find that that's open to interpretation, Jal. No, that's a definitive statement. <laughs> but I will say it is hard <clears throat> being the best sometimes, particularly in seasons like this where the number of shows I'm watching is dropping rapidly. And, uh, you know, rather than playing anime, we could be playing Baldur's Gate 3, or in my case, I could be. You can't mention that game because it's not anime adjacent. Okay, well, I could also be, uh, <laughs> I could also be uh, building my hyper carry Kafka and Honkai Star Rail. Yeah, okay, um, you know, I, f- I figured out the way to make anime adjacent. We could be playing Baldur's Gate three, like noted mangaka Kuriyoko. Ah, you mean <laughs> the author whose who's award whose award winning manga Dungeon Meshi is nearly over. We and is getting an anime is- adaptation by Trigger uh, wow. next year. Or so you could be playing noted anime RPG Baldur's Gate 3 where you can build a harem. <laughs> there you go. Simple. Well, that's not entirely wrong. When I played but- Baldur's Gate 2, I did mod in the, the portraits that were fan art by the Dungeon Master Mangaka. Uh, yeah. yes, the yes, they're very good. We've, we've I thought you were going to say, like, I added the huge bouncing honkers mod or something that, like that. That 2 was 2D. I could have big bouncing Excuse honkers. Excuse me, it's isometric. Thank you. <sighs> uh-huh. And you're right. I can loop the, the big bouncing honkers back to uh, my Honkai Star Rail again, but uh-huh. we need to move on. Uh-huh. Uh, we do have anime left to talk about uh, for now. <laughs> so, Like, less than two minutes, and we managed to get the we need to move on already. That might be <laughs> yes. That's that's just what we do here, uh, but let's introduce everybody. I'm Jell. I'm joined by Iro. I'm still here. I'm not dead yet. Still with us. Uh, we're joined by G. I'm back. G is back. Yes. Uh, we you you survived. Uh, you are also not dead yet. Somehow. Yeah. But, in uh, fact, stronger than ever. Back and stronger than ever with us. <laughs> and uh, we are we are joined by Zig. Look, just because two women hang out all the time and wear rings and like go through all the motions of being married doesn't mean they're married. It's open to interpretation, don't you? Say? Oh God, we missed all that discourse. Yeah, like that, was that, that was the joke. That was the joke. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, yes. is it really? Oh, not that. That's not more than two weeks old. Because like I was like, because I was yeah, just, like, no, not that because uh, I was like, that why was... did you guys talk about that last podcast? Yeah. No, I think I think that was probably between. The uh, who knows? I have no concept. Well, this is the problem anymore. of being bi-weekly is yeah. uh, we we miss we miss, we miss striking hot, while iron is yeah. hot. Well, Three day long. If we were bi-weekly, yeah. we would be released twice a week. Yeah, yeah. I, I've right. I've, oh, perso- yes. Yes. I've personally uh, stopped using Twitter this past two weeks to try it out, mm-hmm. and I I I do feel like it has messed up my concept of time and what people are talking about. But also, I know it's I feel- great. I feel like ten percent happier, so I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, forget that book. What's about that? You open it, just says, "Stop using Twitter." Smooth. <laughs> your teeth is white. Your smile is brilliant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I understand not everyone has the luxury to do that, but uh, so far, so good. And uh, yes, Suleta and Mirina are married. That's just a statement of fact. Anyway, let's talk about some anime. Um. 
<laughs> we, we still have, have some anime. shows we're watching for now. I've been threatening I mean, to drop some of them, but I've finally, I think I've hit the wall with several well, of these. But, um, well, speaking of video games, yes, we did have one thing to add, which I guess this has been out for a Strider. while, but if anybody remembers the near automata anime, uh, was the ending was delayed the last couple of episodes from two seasons ago. Last season? Two seasons ago? No, last season. I think it was last season. Okay. I don't remember at this point, but the the last couple of episodes are delayed and they finally came out and we've been trying to find time to watch them. I personally still haven't gotten to it yet because honestly, as much as I was enjoying the kind of like reinterpretation of the game, once I fell off of it, like my motivation to pick back up like plummeted. Mm. It's hard when you know like... The, the deviations are fun, but they're not going to change where they're going. Um, also, we should mention that when they dropped those episodes, they also announced a season two. So, oh yes, so there will be more as well. And yeah. I, I just my my motivation has tanked back down to the bottom. But I don't know, G and Iro, you watched it. Maybe you can change uh, change my mind on this. <laughs> how, how were the last uh, couple of episodes? It was um, uh, it was quite good. Um, I would go as far as say I'm a little surprised by these sort of uh, uh, mild reactions because I would I would maybe say that Nier Automata version 1.1a is maybe the most successful anime adaptation of a video game uh, ever. Like wow. I, I I can't think of a a better a better example than what I think 1.1a has done with Okay, the near okay. automata story. What about superlatives and, that actually mean something? Because uh, I mean, <laughs> well, so yes, yes you, you yeah. are even you, taking you the low here. taking the low bar into account. Even it's still yeah. good, though, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yes, yes, you, you are. Yes, but... your your comment aside, it is true that yes, it is not a very high bar to clear. <laughs> and but in many ways, then it makes it more surprising. It took this long for someone to actually like nail it as well as one point one a does. Um, and you know, I should of course say that much of this is on the shoulders of the source material, right? Near Automata, probably for many of us, one of our favorite games of 2017. Maybe one of our favorite. That's uh, one of my favorites of all time. Yeah. Yes, it's you in know, my all time list somewhere. Of, I don't know where, yes, but somewhere it, it on is, my list. It, yeah, you know, like, like you know, it's it's you know, we, we can't get into why Near Automata is an amazing game, but but suffice <laughs> to say, it's it is it was a a revelation of a game uh, when it came out, and I think that what I feel like one point one a does really well, despite its twelve episode runtime, is I think it actually does a surprisingly good job of. Invoking and emulating the feeling of going through that game for the first time. Um, Like, there are episodes that just feel like, despite the fact that it's only 22 minutes long, it feels like, oh, yeah, I remember the feeling of, like, this three-hour stretch of the game where uh i was running back and forth in the machine village doing side quests and oh this robot needs me to find her little sister in the desert all right let's let's go do that and it's mm-hmm. it's odd that like cuz it doesn't have the time for it of course right it's 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 22 minutes versus you know uh, a game that's you know what like 
dozens of hours long at the very least. But I, I would say that as somebody who has played Nier Automata in the last month or so, um, there's a lot of time in that game where you are moving from location to location. Like I wouldn't necessarily call it padding, but you know there there is there is a lot of breathing space. Right, that's moment, that's so. video games, right? <laughs> but, but but some of that, as I think we've said before, about like how come the Persona anime always fail? How come other adaptations of JRPGs always fail? And the thing we often bring up is that like a passive form of media like anime can't really replicate the texture of filler in a video game. Like like we call it filler, we call it padding, but like to an extent, some of that is the appeal of those experiences. You know, it is the hours you spend doing the routine, becoming familiar with the environment, right? Like Persona is often the the your example we bring up of like, yeah, you're kind of like a part of that yeah. world, right? Yeah, yeah. it becomes like, home, like, right? Exactly. It, it through it, in a way that only time and repetition can create. And I guess, like, I'm just like, like you know. Even ignoring just the like f- interesting twists that it kind of introduces to the narrative, I just think as an actual adaptation of Near Automata, I w- I guess I just I consistently came away surprisingly impressed by it. You know, like for how rough that first episode is, for how like yeah. you know the CG and like kind of it's almost like you know starkly like one-to-one adaptation of those opening hours of the game like for for all of our issues with that first episode i i really do think it like comes together as a pretty solid adaptation of that story by the end i mean i i don't think that first episode is awful i think it's perfectly competent i think the problem is obviously that it's exactly what we expected which was fidelity to the game and obviously in the subsequent episodes we saw that they were interested and willing to sort of tack on their own mythology there one thing i will ask is um so you you talked a little bit about like how they've done spins and deviations on some stuff has there been any hint at all that this might be kind of a an in-universe meta narrative you know kind of like the rebuild of either thing where it's like oh actually this is happening again in universe as well because that was something i was interested whether they would try i think it's still that's still open to happen like sure. i don't think anything has happened that right. has like discounted that yeah necessarily and obviously I, I i have no strong opinion on whether it needs it one way or another i was just interested because obviously right. the near games are known for a certain level of meta narrative Mm-hmm. regarding you know the fact that they are games and there are things happening outside those games so i was interested to see if they were going to try and play with the medium in the same way there i think at this point like the the way i feel about a lot of the changes is that they are interesting they're interesting diversions in the river but the river is still at least up till the 12th episode that we watched it is still flowing broadly in the same direction like there are there are interesting you know like probably like the one example that you know we'll bring up here that like fans of the game will understand is um eve is the is the machine sibling who dies first and adam is the survivor uh the, sure. the, the, the older one the one with the glasses yeah. and i'd say there are some interesting things that are explored with that because like you know 
they, 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 they do pay lip service to this idea that something has fundamentally changed, that now it is the older sibling that has survived rather than the younger sibling. But also, he still goes sicko mode and attacks, you know, the android settlement by the end of the 12th episode. Right. So, you know, right. it's I mean, like... I, I think that, you know, those minor diversions are, are all that we really need to keep our... our energy focused on something though right like, yeah you know it, it, it's it's not necessarily a question of turning the whole car upside down you know but doing enough things to change and add intrigue to make it worth the while to see the story unfold again rather than mm-hmm. just yeah again. and for yeah. me for me i also appreciate it wasn't even just changing things that happened but the presentation they're not trying to present it like a video game they're presenting it like right. an anime right like they're like the the way the your perspective on the story is presented the way it like it looks like an anime. It doesn't look like they're trying to make yeah. a video game. Yeah. Um. I I forget. Did did the Pearl Harbor mm-hmm. episode happen before the break? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So we, we've already like talked about that. Like, I mean, that is probably like yeah, the, we, the we standout example of like what mm-hmm. the anime can do that the video game can't quite you know do in the right. exact same way. That stuff um, was from the stage play. Yes, I believe so. Yes, yes. But for many, uh, for many English speaking viewers, this is our first like real exposure to uh, um, that story. story. Yeah, but uh, and and, you know, again, it's like you know, there's all that stuff, and then there's also just like you know, (laughs) you know, you know, Ira and I are watching this, (laughs) and you know, every five minutes we're like. Man, remember how good the soundtrack and near time Yeah, I was going to say, how much of this is also just play the song? <laughs> yeah, play the song, you know? Play, play the track. A lot of heavy lifting. Yeah. You know, play Grandma Destruction, play Song of the Ancients, play, uh, mm-hmm. you know, play Become as Gods, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is so sad, play. Alexa, play Weight of the World. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the, uh, the thing, the last thing I will leave, I think I, I'll, I'll leave... Um, this on with Nier Automata is I'm very curious how they're going to ha- handle the second half because the last episode of 1.1a uh, episode 12 kind of just speed runs route B or I guess what I mean is it doesn't actually reset the timeline it kind of just like quickly speed runs all the like major plot reveals that you get from route B with, I mean, with 9S's perspective yeah. but like the thing is the stuff that was during the the middle of route B like was stuff that they were already showing in the anime right yes also and, I mean one arguably the most important revelation of Route B is also one of the mo- most obvious twists in the game. So. Well, yes. <laughs> right. um, but I guess what I mean by that is that means that the second half of the anime will start with, with Route C. Okay. I mean, so that makes the, a certain amount of sense because that's um, about what I expected. If Yorha the, yeah, dropping in. Is, is that where we're well, we kicking off at like Yorha dropping in? Uh, yeah. All that. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. They, yeah the, I mean. Oh. They do the whole. They literally do the whole like next, you know, like next time, next on near, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the whole speech, and I mean, if, if they're copying that from the game, I'm ready for episode thirteen to have the hardest fucking title drop in the history of video games. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense though, because even in the game itself, Route B is is. I will accept an argument that it is kind of a slightly overlong way to make the to make the points that it makes, right? So, 
yeah g- given that the story has already been expanded upon and as i said they've they've shown a lot of the root b stuff in this first run already <clears throat> it kind of makes sense that you would trim it down to the minimum <laughs> they're not going to endless eat this and uh oh, <laughs> like oh, redo what it. if they did i mean yeah part of me is like oh they probably could have uh, gone that way but yeah. uh yeah better that they didn't yeah I'll, okay. I'll definitely have to catch up with it. You know, I'm, yeah, I, I, and, I, I, and, and one last shout out to the puppet segments. Those continue oh, yeah. to be five stars every time. Yeah, they never miss. Okay, well, I I feel my enthusiasm building back up. I'll have to check it out before season two starts. When it which, this is why I have to be on this podcast, man. This is what I do. I they, I, mm-hmm. I bring I bring us all back up. <laughs> they, they haven't. Uh, they haven't. Uh, Said when season two is happening, right? Other than no. it is happening. No, so, I don't. Yeah. Not to my knowledge. Yeah. So oh, we'll see. Uh, one thing I must ask: Do they do the Romeo and Juliets? Did what? they do Wait. that before the that break? I, I might have. That might have been. Yeah, that that was before the break, I believe. Really? I must right? have because really that that because that, that was a uh, that was the Carmen episode, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they. Yeah, did maybe that. I forgot it. Sorry. Yeah. It's, been, it's been a while. It has been a while. I mean, this is an anime we should have been we should have been doing the, the, this wrap up discussion for this show like two months ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right delays, but production is hard. Okay. Well, let's uh, talk about Oku the Inner Chambers, which G we didn't have you last time, and you're the the, the only one here that has read. You've read at least some of the manga, right? I, I read some of it. I I am now but... realizing that I I probably did not read as much of it as I maybe thought because okay. I was listening to you talk on the podcast about how like oh yeah the first episode is just like the the prequel or whatever and then yeah. like it immediately jumps to the main plot and I had I very much had a like oh fuck right that's yeah right that is what happens i completely forgot right the female shogun plot line shit <laughs> yeah that was the part i was interested in and then uh yeah. they kind of pulled the like, rug out from a new yeah yes. I, I so to to recap briefly the the first episode one of oku is the like four episode four to five episode long movie that's like the prologue and i that they it was a little slow in the beginning, but that did win me over. And and gee, I, I remember you and I only watched like the first like half an hour of it or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and I I will admit they were I was they were also starting to lose me in the beginning, but by the end of the by the end of the the, the, the whole thing, I was I was bought into it. And then they're like, oh well, we're not going to tell that story. We're gonna we're gonna go back in time eighty years to yeah the the, the rise <laughs> of the Oku. And I'm like, I, I, I don't want that story. <laughs> so, I, I, but I, 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 I like want Adam. I use fairly bad at doing this quite a lot of the time. I, of, of I, I wanted to, I, I mean, story. it's, 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 it's what we will now call the Oshinoko situation. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, so, but I, you know, I was like, I'll give it, I'll give it a fair chance. Sure. I'll watch episode two, which is like the equivalent of like episode five or six. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was fine. You know, I didn't really have any problems with it, but it's just not the story I wanted. It was like, it's because it's literally going back to 
I guess I guess what they're trying to build up to is there's there's implication that well not implication I mean they basically tell you at the end of the prologue movie that this the reason why women are are in charge has been hidden from at least people in Japan, possibly the rest of the world, who knows? Like I mean, Japan's current, Japan would currently be in its isolation. Yeah, like they they make they make the for like all official documents and everything. They make like the 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 shogun who's a woman has to also have a male name that goes on the official documents and stuff like that. And she's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is very strange. Why are we doing this? And then she you know goes to start to uncover the truth, and that's where it kind of leads us to let's go back in time, eighty years to the formation of the of the the oku this you know group of you know however many men that right. is ostensibly the you know the 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 harem for the shogun but you know ends up holding all kinds of you know political influence and whatnot as you would expect and i i wanted to get more in, and i'm sure there will still be more some of this but like the things that were more interesting to me was engaging with the like court intrigue no, not, not even the court entry, but like the, 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 I guess, societal and social implications right, of right, right. swapping, you know, you know, mm-hmm. taking, you know, most of the male population out and, and, you know, putting women in charge. And like that, those aspects were a lot more interesting to me than, than the court intrigue stuff, which was fine, but like you could do that in any setting, right? Like mm-hmm. you have, you have this hook that's unique and i feel like going back to like the men's perspective on it it's like i don't it just feels very weird to I, me. I, I i get where you're coming from gel it's it's a thing of like even if like the episodes that you've been watching are not like outright bad you have been given like I a was chance sold one to thing. look yeah uh, you yeah. were yes you, you were given the chance to be sold on something and then they pull you know as you say they pull the rug out on you and yeah, I, I, in I some ways a, that can almost be more disappointing yeah I, I ordered a steak dinner and they brought me like chicken out and i'm like i but i it, it, the chicken's fine but like uh yeah it's right. is the author yeah like the, so by any chance what was that I said, is the author Mayo by any chance? I don't know. I actually, God, I actually do not know. I'm yeah. not going to guess. I'm I'm not going to guess. Uh, but the, I, yeah, I'm not going to guess. I, I I would not be. Yeah, the uh, the the manga has a woman. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the and so when episode episode two is about like the main character is this guy who's basically part of the formation of the Oku, the, like the original version. And like, it's, he's, he becomes the main character um, rather than our problematic girl boss Shogun. Uh, and uh, you know, I, I just, and you know, it's not as interesting to me and it just becomes sort of like a, right. <laughs> it's just, a, it's fine, but like nothing that's like getting me excited to watch more of it. So I haven't. They kind proceeded. of backed away from their unique selling point, right? Like, That's what it feels like to me. Yeah, and 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 it's not that those things aren't there at all, because just there's no way of like not including the societal impacts and what's happening with the women and everything because that's very much integral to the story. But it's told from <clears> this like man's perspective, and I'm like, that's not as interesting to me. So. Unfortunately, I don't really plan on watching anymore at this stage. 
uh, and it's kind of sad because I, I have not read enough. Of... Of the, I have not read enough of the manga to do my like keep like, reading or keep watching. It gets better because I have no speak, clue. Yeah, because like... I mean the whole the whole series is, has been available on Netflix. Yeah, and I just kind of skimmed through the episode descriptions just enough to like tell if are we go are we is it going to go back and forth? And it looks like it's just all flashback from here on out oh for the rest goodness. of the series. I, so, I will say, like looking at it real quickly, like on Wikipedia, I did not realize that Ooku was nineteen volumes. That's much longer than the Ooku that I had seen in my head, I guess. And so, <laughs> you know, it could very well be one of those things of like, I mean, th- this is one of the things that manga loves to do. I mean, you know, heck, you know, we we talk about this just with like Vinland Saga last season, like. It can sometimes do an arc that is like legitimately like what seven, eight volumes long, and then like after that, like just right. like immediately shift gears to a like totally different thing for another five volumes. So mm-hmm. like it's entirely possible that Oak, who actually does eventually get back to the stuff that you're more interested in. The problem is like, are you gonna get there in the anime? Probably uh, not. Yeah. Hard it doesn't to say. look like it. Yeah. Oh well. Well, Let's move on to speaking of extended flashbacks, although I think this one's finally over. We are free. Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah. Let, let's let's talk about Jujutsu Kaisen season At two. At last. I don't free. even know what to really say about it, because like in a lot of ways, this flashback actually like I remember saying, I think the last time I was on this podcast, that we all know exactly where this flashback is going. And it's exactly what we all predicted. But the way it gets there isn't even it's not really <clears throat> it doesn't it's not very satisfying i guess it's like it's like it. we it's like we've talked we've talked about it's like the in theory the narrative purpose of a flashback like this is to like answer some questions about how characters got to where they are except right those weren't questions we had in the first place right like it's it's meant to like give characters path it, i mean for better or worse right a flashback is an easy way to give a character pathos when you don't really have the time or the narrative cannot support like their perspective in the current day, you know, like, I mean, this is like, you know, again, like we often bring up the Kakashi flashback, right? How, how did he get, you know, the Sharingan, right? And the problem with Jujutsu Kaisen, right? Is so we have, Oh, let me remember. Okay. It's Gojo and Ghetto. All right. Okay. Uh, so, you know, just to recap real, real quick, right. Gojo and Ghetto are like part of their, like, Naruto three-man squad. And so it's not really even a three-man squad because the like the, the obligatory girl on their team <clears throat> is like purely a healer. And I don't even like I kind of struggle to understand why she gets introduced to this flashback because we all thought, oh, she doesn't show up in the current day. She's dead. She's not even dead. She just doesn't get screen time. <laughs> wow, that's, that's even, the, the, like, even worse star, somehow. Right? <laughs> it's really weird. Like <laughs> Like, I thought, okay, her death is going to be what kicks off their, like, schism. It's like, not even. <laughs> death of some but, new character, right? Like, yeah, yeah. So, also, it's like it's not even that much of a schism. I don't know. It's right. So, like, the, the long and short of right is also Ghetto, the, the guy who's like the villain in the current day, um, because of uh, the, the death of the, 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 the vessel, the girl who uh, they were, you know, protecting. Post, yeah. Um, after that big fight, which again, admittedly, very impressive looking. Um, yes. you know, Mappa, I would not say the best fight of Jujutsu Kaisen like some have, but no, no. I mean, there was no boogie woogie involved. How how could it be <laughs> the best? Um, but uh, 
I guess the idea is that after failing to save this innocent girl, he kind of goes full, uh, um, you know, full like nihilist, nihilist, full yeah. um, misanthropist, right? Just like, uh-huh. what is the point of like protecting people? Because you know, he was the more, you know, he's the more idealistic of the pair at the start, and so I guess the intention is to like, ah, because he was so idealistic, when humans <laughs> failed to meet those ideals. It sent him down. You know, the the, the uh-huh, backlash uh-huh. was even greater, right? His Gojo was already a jerk, so he to, was not. To effective. be fair, um, that's only a plot that's been done ten million times. Yeah, before, right. And so, so it's like, and like I think I think there's a way to like still do that with pathos, with like pathos, but like because. I didn't care about this information to I mean, begin with. I, it, it, there is no a, pathos. It's right? such a cliched plot that, like these days, you kind of like to do it. These days, I would argue you kind of have to underplay it a little, and yeah. so making it the focus of a whole flashback arc doesn't really sound like that. No, really. especially with a villain that we don't know that well, right? Because it's. I think right. this type of reveal can work if you have a very well established villain with a very well established personality. Because then you get to have fun with the twist of look how good of a kid he used to be before all of that. Yeah. But we barely yeah, even I was gonna know say, the villain like, in current day. Is this just like setting up his redemption arc or like his like, I last don't minute think something I don't know. later? I don't know. But he also kills a lot like, of people. <laughs> also, it's like it's weird to do this also because the Remember all this show fucking started with the whole you have a demon inside you thing? Yes. Yeah. That has not appeared. <laughs> it's not in been ages. relevant yeah. in like <laughs> 20 episodes. Uh, yeah. uh, I mean, here's the thing. Like, we, we eventually grew to like really like Jujutsu Kaisen's vibe by the end of the second core, but I will continue to maintain that Jujutsu Kaisen is maybe one of the like rockiest of the big hits at Shonen Jump in terms of you can really tell that the author was really scrambling in these early stages to figure out the vibe of the story and right you know like again even this flashback blatantly feels like oh shit those characters really blew up in a way I didn't expect all right flashback time <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I mean what's you know it also that- oh go ahead I was just going to say, what's the betting that uh, not Dead Girl and some other characters from this flashback will show up in the present at some point in the yet-to-be-determined future? Probably. I mean, considering they did not die, I guess uh, (laughs) they have the chance to return. Um, The the flashback also shows us how Gojo gets his fucking stupid overpowered abilities. Um, I, frankly, Gojo's powers... I feel like if I try to like think about them clinically, I end up in a King Crimson esque. I don't understand how it's, your powers work, so, so I just defaulted to it's bullshit. It's just yeah. he can do anything. I mean, it just shows up and wins, right? Like it's yeah, it's just an <laughs> I win button, but it's not even like an a fun I win button in the way that like All Might showing up in My Hero Academia was. Like somehow, ironically, him just being literally anime Superman is more hype than right. a dude whose powers can just do anything. Well, it it's because, as well, in My Hero Academia, All Might is, you know, they, they sell him as an idealized hero. They sell him as a larger-than-life character. So when he shows up, it's not you don't really care so much about the mechanics of the fight as you do about the character impact. Right. right? 
And mm-hmm. it just sounds like that again, I've not seen it, but it doesn't sound like the guy you're describing has that sort of aura about it. No. Well yeah. according Maybe to the fan base. Him to, yeah. It's like <laughs> fan base loves this dude. Uh yeah. So I think that's all the thing we have to state, right, for people listening, is also, like, Gojo is a very popular character. It's just that he does, I mean, he's not as bad as Bakugo, but it is a Bakugo-esque situation of hugely popular with the fan base, does absolutely nothing for for us here on this podcast. Just, yeah. So, the flashback is over now, though, right? Yes. Finally. Uh, back in the, the, action. We're back in modern day. Um the best part of literally the best part of the last episode is Nobara for like three seconds. Like, like she's just, she's just there and does something. She just acts like a shit heel for like five seconds. And it's like, ah, thank God we're back. (laughs) Finally. That's all I ever wanted. (laughs) Back to the good parts. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see, I guess. Yeah. I was, um, Coincidentally, there there is a Jujutsu Kaisen Grand Blue Fantasy collaboration going on right now. I, I did see you post about that. We yeah. we, we have uh, got to get all the big shonen names into Grand Blue somehow. And right, <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean story wise, those things are always oh no, we've been isekai'd into the Grand Blue world. Let's of help course, the Grand Blue course. crew until we can find our way home. So that that doesn't matter, do. but we did get some sick. Uh, Grand Blue style art of have any characters. of these collab crossovers in any gotcha game ever had like any pathos to the story whatsoever? Like, um, I don't. Is it even not possible? That I, yeah, you're not that I can remember. Oh, like a com- <clears throat> I know. commercially. I guess yeah. even I guess this just the story of any given gotcha game doesn't have uh, any any pathos. To I, it. Uh, I I will continue to maintain the one and only good gotcha collab that legitimately like gave pathos to the characters, asked some interesting questions about both both properties, and concluded in a way that felt like legitimately thematically cool and appropriate. Oh, I know where you're going. Yeah. Is the girls frontline cross Valhalla yeah. collaboration. <laughs> Which is actually like ear. I'm not even joking. Like, no, no, maybe, like, like you should you should look it up. Just like like maybe like look up like a playthrough of the Valhalla collab with Girls Frontline because it legitimately feels like a Valhalla Gaiden chapter. Like it's written sure. like surprisingly closely in tone with the original work. I mean, I've been waiting for those goons to put out Nirvana for ages now. So it's so good. Like I I can't I still can't believe to this day. Like like whoa, this actually feels like Valhalla. Yeah, but oh just there's also some extra anime girls with guns here. Sure. Well, all right. Maybe I'll check the, that uh, out. I, I will say so in the in the in the Grand Blue collab here, they mm-hmm. chose to make sometimes they like just pair characters up as one character in the right. like mechanically speaking. Mm-hmm. So they they chose to put uh, Yuji and uh, what's the other guy's name? Uh, uh, Megumi. Yes, as one character. Sure. And they put uh, Nobara and Maki as uh, their right. own characters. Hell yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, they, they, they know, they understand. Just put the good characters over here. <laughs> yeah, they understand what's going on. And you can, you can, they have, uh, who's the, the big buff kid that, that's, uh, Toto. Uh, Toto. 
yes, Toto and uh, and Gojo are the summons you can get. But sure, and sure, have, okay. Even even Gojo's art looks cool. I'll admit, like it's all, I just love the Grand Blue art style. But, I mean, yeah. Grand Blue. It's it's mm-hmm. a game. It's, it has a lot of money. They can afford some very good artists. They have very good artists. So yeah, I always. I always remember when they did art of the Cardcaptor Sakura characters in the Grand yep. Blue style, and I was like, this is deeply uncanny. It's not bad, it's just really weird. Just yeah, they, to they... see them in that style, yeah, rather than the Grand usual. Blue has, Grand Blue has like a very detailed, high, like, yeah. highly uh, complex art style, and... Yeah, but they always like preserve like the same basic form of the <laughs> the character, uh-huh. right? So if you get like card captor soccer where it's like very round kind of cute faces and stuff and then you put like It was a little uncanny. Very detailed one. folds in the clothes and stuff like that. It's <laughs> it's very <laughs> weird. But I, I I love it. I think it looks cool, but yeah. Anyway. Okay. Uh here's my final question on that. Can I just skip the flashback and start watching now? <laughs> Probably, I don't know. Yeah, honestly, like you're not missing much. You're really not. Yeah, right. I mean, so I mean, it, it sounds like there hasn't actually been much in the present day yet. It was just like no, yeah. no, yeah, and also I think it's on break and for like two weeks. Okay, or something. So, so maybe so, I can just pretend the first like five episodes or whatever didn't happen. Didn't happen. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. All right, let's move on and talk about. Undead Girl Murder Farce. Yeah. Which I'm actually, you know, we've been talking bad about this season. I actually, this is not a great show, but I've been enjoying it. I feel like it's maybe... I have too. I I feel like it's it's gotten way more fun since they've moved to London and it has gotten a little bit... Yeah, I feel like it's gotten like... 5% 5% better each episode. Right? Once they've dumped in the, the 12 pack of his public domain characters uh, yes. and just, stirred just, it up. Tear, tear open the booster pack of yeah. like 19th century public domain figures. Like, oh, I'll trade you my foil Sherlock Holmes for your entire like Arsene Lupin set. You know, it's, I, it's, I would like to point out. I think it's very funny that even in 19, even in the 19th century, apparently Arsene Lupin can still do the uh, like pla- like uh, plastic mask tear off where he just has like a perfect. Of course, uh, perfect. It's like it's face make the mask can blink. Yeah, it is the one. Th- it, it is. It's like the one concession that I'm. I'm glad they actually kind of embraced, right? Because like, you know, obviously, especially in Japan, when you hear the name Lupin, you are thinking of you know Lupin the Third, right? I mean, yeah. And, the, joke, the joke I made was that he should have just looked like Lupin the Third, right? Right. right. That, that I feel, juxtaposed. Yes. yes. I, I. I would have loved that, but I think that if you're gonna have like your one little like, all right, we know what you all think of when you hear Lupin. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, give give him the masks, right? That is like one of those iconic I mean, Lupin things. I, I would say in general, the character acts way more like Lupin the Third than Arsene Lupin. Actual Arsene Lupin, yeah. yes, of course. <laughs> so he yes. has like a marble powers. Oh yeah, this is the second time. Second second marble fighter of the year. In less than a year, the second time we've seen someone with marble-based superpowers. Lost lost our minds at that. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess... So he might have super strength? It's hard to tell. Uh, Who knows? I'm clear. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's like, yes, this... just for context, right? So obviously, the premise of this arc has been that Lupin has said he's going to steal the uh, a jewel from fucking eighty days. From What's his Phileas name? Fog. Uh, Phileas yes, Fog. Yes, and, and his loyal butler Passport Two. Passport Two, 
right? And so he's called in all the best uh, detectives, you know, Sherlock Holmes, the headless lady, you know, uh, or, or not headlessly, bodiless lady. Uh, everybody's here. Two dudes um, who look like they're... Uh... Refugees from Seraph of the End or something. Oh, yeah. I, I I have to give a shout out to these insurance goons because, uh, as I was telling Iro, they have the strongest uh, uh, um, Trigun Yasuhiro Naitao vibes. Yeah. In, in terms of their names, the, the names of the two characters are Reynold Stinghart and Fatima Double Dart. Yes, yes, that's that's, that's peak uh, Natal naming. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so good. So, it's so weird because they are like. Like ultra anime, they've put pulled from another anime, yeah. Yeah. And so it's it just feels like you know, these kind of like edgy shonen designs have been dropped into this otherwise, like, quite. I mean, thrown in with the thrown in with a surprising choice to make Holmes and Watson more traditional Holmes and Watson, yes, like Holmes and (laughs) Watson. Um, I mean, like, I mean, I feel that way about our protagonists, Mega Bishy, like. Lupana and Phantom yes. of the Opera. Oh, right, yes. The Phantom they, of the Opera also they, here. They even did roughly book accurate Mycroft, like which is like Yeah. Yeah, they did. But uh but yes, I, I feel like that also makes our protagonist stand out a lot, right? Because you got a dude with all the fucking blue tattoos and you know yeah, on his face and you know, yeah. just a literal maid and it's like mm-hmm. it's oh, it's goofy, yeah. but I think in a way that like they embrace it in a way that I think makes it work so far, right? Like the latest episode, like, like the, the latest episode, you you could almost kind of it, it, it's almost like they're just kind of faffing about in preparation for the heist, but yeah. like just the premise of "Oops, we switched the bird cages," yeah, <laughs> right, is like I, pretty I entertaining. Benefit, like it feels like it's lightened up a lot since they mm-hmm. made it to London. Right. And, it's definitely and like I don't think it's, it's trying to be like campy, but. It is not taking itself too seriously, it is which pulpy. is appreciated. It's yeah. pulpy in like the truest sense of the word. It's it's definitely not taking itself too seriously, which is yeah, a nice. They don't overdo it. It's not become a literal farce, but like uh-huh. it, it's it's goofy and and kind of like swashbuckling and and that's yeah. that's something that I'm into. I, I, I feel think like the vibe uh, fits. Oh, go ahead. Like some of my favorite moments were just very small things like when uh the only guy gets his ass beat and he's like i lost and i was like yeah i saw it and that's it <laughs> like, just <laughs> just move on <laughs> it's like there's there's a certain amount of like i guess charm to it which i i'm glad they've managed to pull out because mm-hmm. i don't think i was necessarily yes. getting that from the first episode and you know now that yeah i, I think having that time to build that has been nice, but yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm very, I'm very much looking forward to if Sherlock's home was about to have like a real harsh "I'm a genius, oh no" moment in in terms I, of like they, how he kind of did, didn't he? Ends, yeah, right. Like, haha, I've locked us in. <laughs> yeah, he kind of did have that moment uh, at the end of the. <laughs> oh no, we're gonna the, fucking drown! Oh yeah. whoops! <laughs> now the only way out is this vent. <laughs> yeah. Uh... But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I I think that I have also appreciated Holmes is like he's very mm. obviously very smart, but he's not like an infallible. I'm ten steps ahead of everybody, uh, right? Type of character, but yeah. I mean, in, in other words, he's written how Sherlock Holmes is actually yeah. written, which is yes, smart, but occasionally yes. a little too smart for his own good. And, and, I, uh, I will I will say one punches. thing. 
Uh, I will say one thing I, I have been thinking about while watching this show, though, is like, maybe it's just, like, so obviously we've talked about, like, the insanely bad first episode, or not insanely bad, but just really poorly constructed yeah. first episode, especially considering how much the next arc just does everything the first episode did anyways, yes. but, and then even with this arc, there's, I, I'm going to get this feeling of, like, the pacing feels weird to me in this show in a way that has me thinking like like was the story written with the idea that like each arc was meant to be like a continuous OVA or something like I, I because I know guess, it's do we know a, if the novel was serialized before publication because good question that, that still happens sometimes right maybe um, that's an aspect of it but it's like cuz I feel like a lot of the episodes just kind of like, like like it's not that they end abruptly like they still have like you know a basic like you know climax or cliffhanger but a lot of them do just kind of they cut they off, off weird, weird. Yeah. yeah yeah in a way that's like Oh, like was this meant to be like? <laughs> I, ta- you know, I talked like... about this. I talked about this last time when I was recounting the seven <clears throat> things that she found in her investigation, and they just decided to stop on number five for some reason. <laughs> and then we'll, we'll right. talk about the last two next week. And it's like, yeah, it, yeah, yeah it, it's, it's, it's not necessarily that the transitions are random, but they feel unplanned. If that distinction mm-hmm, makes yeah. sense, you know, they're not yeah. so abrupt and so sudden that you feel like they just cut the tape but it certainly feels like they are scrabbling for natural points yeah it just it does sort of just feel to me like they they produced these as big block one storyline to and then found spots to cut it uh is how it feels to me and I, I do still have a problem with the overall pacing of like, man, we are going slow. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are yeah. we at? Like episode five now, and we're mm-hmm. like maybe halfway through the second. Yeah, I mean, mystery here. The feeling I'm getting is we're getting three arcs, right? Like that's it, yeah, right. Like this, this yeah. is <laughs> that's what I'd wager on. Yeah, yeah, that's probably all we're getting. But overall, though, I mean, it's it's just it's it's fun. Yeah, it's a fun show. Uh, it, it's not amazing or super groundbreaking or anything, but it's, it's it's got some charm to it, some good vibes, and just the. I mean, a good a good balance of like. Do I dare say cool with like? Uh, I might say quirky. Yeah, but because yeah, it's not like laugh out loud, silly sort of fun, but like I don't know, I, like I do I'm, I'm I do think there well. is. I think they. I think there there is at least some attempt at a cool factor to yeah. it. I think. And I mean, well, there's that there is that anime theatric like nature to a lot of it, right? Like you have um when when Lupin infiltrates uh, Sherlock's office, mm-hmm. right, and sh- the real Sherlock confronts him, and he just fucking like hops backwards out of the window to the perfectly timed car being driven by the Phantom of the Opera right underneath the window. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like I do it's think moments it's- like. I, I do think it's very funny as well that he always refers to the Phantom of the Opera as Eric, and he has to go. Please don't call me that. Yes, uh, <laughs> it's like yes. Yeah. I, I guess uh, to but, me, when I when I'm saying cool, I think of like just generally being effortless and that not right. taking yourself too seriously. Mm-hmm. I think thing it helps that I was talking the, uh, about before. I, I think it helps that the production values are good as well. Yeah. You know, it's it's a nice show to look at, and, and it, it helps make the make the flow of action. And again, I mean, the director, I mean, I keep forgetting his name, but... Yeah, 
a very good director, so like yes. that, that helps. I mean, I I may I may regret saying this out loud. I may have I I I I apologize I apologize if I speak evil into the world oh and it becomes true by saying it. I think the thing that I've really appreciated about Undead Girl Murder Farce uh, so far is. It is actually it is a show that is actually taking the advice we have given to many other shows of this same energy, and like, and taking the advice of staying in its lane, right? Like, what was our biggest issue with High Card? Like, oh, the, uh, instead of the other show, pointless with fucking powers. drama when we don't give a shit about, right? Yes. What was the big issue with like you know an Apare Ranman, right? Similar thing, you know, like we just wanted wacky Wild West adventures, not this fucking like psycho cowboy serial killer story or whatever you know like it's totally fine to just i mean uh what's another like uh sabaqui bisco right we just wanted cool Ugh. apocalyptic mushroom adventures not like a really really shitty villain also voiced by the guy who voiced the like, villain in a party yeah I, I i hear that i hear that guy's voice now and i'm just like um, it sends me into but, a zone i can't what, yeah. what, I'm, what i'm getting at right is like I think a lot of these shows that start with these types of vibes that I think we're all kind of into, right, of, like, goofy, episodic adventure, like, adventurous romps, right? Yeah. They always feel that pressure to be like, oh, well, we just can't be that. We, we can't be more. just yeah. that. Serious. Like, yeah, we need trauma. We need pathos, right? And the thing I've sort of appreciated about um, this show is it's not really that, right? Like, you know, the at least so far, right? Like. So far. Like and, in and many they ways, have, they do have a larger plot lurking in the background. There's like right, the whole yes. who who stole uh, Head Lady's body, but I mean, find find Moriarty. It's like, oh no, yeah, it's like, just it's just that that old Moriarty's up to no good again, right? Uh, right I don't with know. hanging out with Frankenstein's monster and all that yeah. Thing. yeah, yeah. So so it's like I feel like in a lot of ways. I don't. I still don't love the first episode, but maybe the first episode being what it is. Let us get all of that shit out of the way, <laughs> so we can just yeah. focus on fun, cool adventures. We we don't need to we, we we don't need to know about the Aya and the Oni guys swapping spit. Just get that out of the way. That did happen in the first episode. I yeah. forgot about that. Sure until did. And then uh, yeah, we just we just have fun. And there's still there's still plenty of time for them to do th- all those things. I just get the impression that they won't. Like it feels like they at least for now, understand the assignment. Yeah. Which is I mean, yeah. I think the nature of this type of story means that like probably whatever is the third arc will be, you know a bit bigger the, and more the stakes will like, be ramped up, right. but you know That's I where think, we're gonna really know, tie back to the the main plot again, right? Right. We gotta bring it full circle. Yeah. So yeah. that's a da- that that it's da- that's dangerous territory, but yes. I think they got a, <laughs> they got a shot to pull it off. Like they, I think I, they do. I feel good I feel good about where we're headed so far with it. So, yeah. All right. Um, let's move on and talk about the masterful cat is depressed again today. Which is this still the, the best Go Hands anime? This is, is yeah, the cat still depressed. Yeah, yeah, he, he is. Um, but <laughs> yes, this is this continues to be the only show that I legitimately like with no asterisks on them. Well, I guess the last show. I also don't really have it too much bad to say about it either, but um, yeah. So this time we had uh, a birthday party to follow up. If you recall last time, there was a trip to the aquarium where the main girl got 
uh, tricked into babysitting her boss's niece, basically. Right. And she she loved her and her big giant cat so much that she invites them to her birthday party and um, okay. is fortunately a, a costume party. So there are jokes involved because the, the, the thing is like, how are we going to uh, bring the giant cat without freaking everybody out? So they literally party. they literally just stick a zipper on him so it looks like a costume. And uh, this is the same thing you used to do like any time in like a Digimon whenever they have to hide what the Digimon are, and someone's like, "Why is there a child sized dinosaur running around?" And they always just say, "Oh, it's just a kid in a mascot suit." Haha, bye. That's not strictly true. Sometimes they put on a baseball cap, and it works as all purpose camouflage. I mean, yes, <laughs> you know. So yeah, I mean the birthday party happens. It's fun, you know. They they're taking pictures, and the moms are like, "Who is this strange person that doesn't talk in the disturbingly realistic cat suit?" <laughs> but uh, and also, isn't this like, wasn't her boss like putting the moves on her or something? No, she thinks he's hot, but I don't think he cares about her. Oh, okay. Otherwise, uh, yeah. and he's not even here for this party. Got he's, it. he's like off somewhere. But um, the yes, yeah, so, but uh, the little girl is like, oh, you have to meet my my grandma, and he, they go upstairs to meet her grandma, who's in a wheelchair and she's blind, and she's uh-huh. like, ah, I remember my my grandfather telling me about you know the the special uh, black. Black cats are lucky, and you, you have a special cat here, and uh-huh. all that, and uh-huh. they don't get any further into it because I don't think this show has any interest in explaining why he's a giant cat, and that's fine. I prefer it that yeah, way. I, I think I, I'm not sure you could come up with a satisfying explanation. Yeah. But it's not important, right? But uh, you know, they do they throw that in there to kind of add some mystical quality to it, that and just it's fine. Reminds me of how in in Aria, uh, they just like mention something about mars cats being different and then that's the only explanation you get <laughs> it's all, it's all you need so yeah. black cats need... meant to be lucky in japan i no. don't think so because i mean at least outside of I japan they are traditionally unlucky right right, but, right. i could yeah. have sort i heard somewhere that in some asian cultures that I don't know if black cats are necessarily necessarily lucky, but they do not have a negative connotation like like they do in in Western culture. Yeah, uh, just, just I, I want I wanted to research. She had a name for it or something that I didn't get a chance to research. I didn't see anything like in my immediate searching, but I, I don't know if it's something they made up or if it's actual folklore. So there might be something, but at least in my very quick like thirty second Google searching, I didn't really find anything. But yeah, you know, just adding a little, like I said, you know, sort of know you know mystical appeal to it but um the latest episode <laughs> it, it's it's winter time so you go through some of the winter time stuff like they're arguing over buying a kotatsu and uh the cat doesn't want her to buy one because she's so irresponsible he thinks that she will set herself on fire and, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, kotatsu does seem kind of dangerous if you're very irresponsible and like leaving garbage and stuff under there, which is exactly what he knows she will do. Yes. So he's like speaking to her, by the way, I thought he couldn't speak. No, he's like, um, he he'll like, look at, he, he's, 
it's weird. Like they they can basically communicate somehow, yeah, but, but he doesn't he, actually he, talk. Yeah, and, talking with Pikachu. Yeah, I mean, basically, it's like Garfield, like, right? Like Garfield yeah. technically doesn't talk, but John. Yeah, they always, always know. They always understand you know, what thinking. they're saying. Basically, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, and. uh I feel like, like there's like an incredibly long forum thread about does Garfield talk? So <laughs> mm-hmm. It's always a thought bubble over his head. But anyway, we're getting sidetracked. <laughs> the uh, what what the, from our perspective as the viewer, we know what he's thinking because he sees her saying, "Oh, I want to get a Kotatsu," and then it goes to the you know dream sequence where he's imagining her setting herself on fire. So, um, you know, they eventually. Uh, you know, work it out where she 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 wins one at the uh, the, the grocery store lottery as a grocery store lottery prize, of course. Naturally, and, uh, <laughs> it did get fairly dark. Where like they're they're kind of having their argument over this, and then he leaves to go to the store. And when he comes back, she's not there, and he like imagines that she goes and hangs herself because she can't have a kotatsu. They don't show her like. They don't show her like hanging uh, from the tree, but they show her uh, like f- throwing the note noose over the uh, oh, okay, okay. the branch, and like she's starting to stick her head in, and then he he's like sure. freaking out. Yeah, but that seems he, a bit uh, of a sudden swerve. I mean, look, yeah. man, you know, like Sayonara Zetsubo Sensei did this what like <laughs> ten uh, years God, ago? How, how oh, it's got to be more than ten <laughs> years ago, like fifteen years ago or something. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, so there's that, and they had another bit where um her mom is like asking to see pictures of the cat and she doesn't know that the cat's huge. Cause the last time she saw the cat, it was still a kitten. Cause I will, mm-hmm. I will, I don't know if I've mentioned it. He was originally a normal size kitten when she found oh, him. Okay. So he wasn't like a huge. So, and, and so she thought it was just a normal cat. And then he just kept growing and growing and growing until he was like the size of a bear. Or so, um, so they end up having to like, uh, well, <laughs> the good joke from that, I'm going to post the screenshot in the chat. I'll put it in the show notes for the listeners here, but uh, for you guys, um, she's like, can't you just pose like a normal cat? So that, and then like, I'll just like hold the camera a certain way. So you look normal size. And this is his, <laughs> this is his uh, normal cat, normal cat pose here. Uh, it's loading. Mm-hmm. He's <laughs> smoking his. <laughs> True. Smoking his catnip uh, cigar, sure. with it wearing an apron, and uh, you yeah. know what's he got under his arm? It looks like an enormous uh, cotton spindle. It's, it's, it's like it's right? like it's, it's like, like one of those scratch, scratch toys, toys. but oh, except yeah, yeah. normally if you're a normal size cat, you are smaller than a scratch right. toy. So like yeah. it's actually yeah. making it worse. Uh, so I, mean, I, I guess we have our head of art for this week. Yeah. Uh, look, she just needs to get like the biggest plastic banana she can find on eBay. And just yeah. put it next to the cat. You know, look, well, the banana for scale. I'm, I'm well, well, what they on the moon now. Um, they eventually do the thing where you know you 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 do the foreground background thing where you try yes. to make the cat look Force huge. Yeah, yeah, the forced perspective so that you know, she's like, oh no, he's eating me. He's giant, and but he actually is giant. <laughs> and yeah, That's so a fun little goof. Yeah, it. Yeah, so it again continues to just be a fun. Fun time all around. I I don't really have anything bad to say. Um, and is is uh, there still the patented one insane shot per episode? Oh yeah, yeah. So there is one thing, and I I think sometimes Gohan's does this, and sometimes they don't. But I I have seen it. I think in other their other shows, 
the background art and it, it hasn't really bothered me up until now but the background art sometimes it's hand drawn like normal anime sometimes and sometimes it's a photo with a filter over it like a, <laughs> and then like normal anime and then um, sometimes it's like cg it's and that's CG, probably right? the yeah. worst of it so like in this episode the cat is like washing dishes and and the sink is photorealistic like cg and by photorealistic i mean it's attempting to be photorealistic right like it's just, right it's, it's, it's like it's like unreal engine force yes, i was going to say check those credits for like an unreal engine right so there's like there's like the sink and all the kitchen appliances and the counters and everything the cabinets are all cg and it just looks really janky um and i think it makes it worse that they only do that like sometimes and then other times like like when he was at the grocery store like in the scene before it's like hand drawn which i would think you would if anything you'd probably want to cg the grocery store right like that's got all the the food and stuff you gotta draw but uh yeah so you know that's that's probably the most go hands weirdness and you know we did we always get the one shot where they have to rotate the camera for no reason um it just it's just mandatory i think it's in their contract i it, it just has to be there and it's very very brief and, and just the middle of nowhere like just people walking down the street got to spin the camera just that's just go hands for you but yeah it does it doesn't feel like it's detracting from the show it's a fun show that manages to be sweet but not too sweet as i said last time and i'm i'm just enjoying that one my 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 one truly bright spot this season, <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to the other show. Yeah, I was gonna say it doesn't doesn't yeah. bode well for the next show on the list. Then. Which uh. I I think I just need to be done with uh, the vending mm-hmm. machine show. Uh, the gimmick has run it, its course. Please address it by its full title. Reborn, reborn as a vending machine. I now wander the dungeon. Yes, that's the full <laughs> title. Um, they're not even really coming up with. I guess the last, my last like source of entertainment out of this was like, what kind of wild things can you do with a vending machine in a fantasy setting? And they're not even really doing that. Like in one episode, there's this bit where this, this rich girl wants to take Boxo to this like inventor competition to see who can bring the most uh, amazing magical invention or device or something and so Uh. she brings boxo who is amazing but somebody else has brought a full-on like human automaton that seems completely like self-aware and everything is it a pretty lady what what's that you guys both said at the same time I said, is it a mechanical turk that is is it actually somebody controlling it from a distance no but the uh the magical engineer girl does get wise to this is not a machine. They have actually stolen someone's soul and put it into a robot. Okay, and that's so cheating. Same principle. Uh, oh, hell yeah. And you so see, what she... would have been really funny is if she had like showed up with like a Coke freestyle machine or something <laughs> like that. I guess the, the thing, but the, this was like the box, the vending machine box. doesn't even like do anything in this. Like just the magical engineer girl like calls it out. And then she like knows how to like, magically release the soul to be at peace or something and then they win the competition or i don't know what happens after it doesn't matter but uh yeah it's just like they're they're coming up with these 
they're, they're, not, they're not coming up with any like interesting things to do with the vending machine anymore. I mean, the the, the latest episode, just they go to fight iPads or some shit. Like <laughs> the latest episode, they go to fight the uh, the crocodile king or something. I don't know one one of the, mm-hmm, the monster mm-hmm. factions, and Boxo gets swallowed by the crocodile king, and to get out, he changes vending machines several different times to set up putting a tin can in a microwave and exploding himself. Um, actually, okay. first, first he, he, he pulls out some obscure vending machine that I guess dispenses natural gas or something and like what? fills his stomach with natural gas. And I'm like, that doesn't seem like a real thing. And then, and then he does the exploding tin can in the microwave to like set the gas off and explode. And, and then he has his barrier to protect him when it explodes. Like and, I could imagine like, like a propane tank type thing, but like. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. I don't know. Like where but... you go to fill your propane tanks. Yeah, they, he, he just said gas. I just assumed that's what so he meant. He, he just but... blows up this crocodile from the inside? Yeah, well, it's like a giant crocodile. It's like but a yes, demon basically. crocodile. Okay, but... It's a magical but... beast or some shit, I assume. Yeah, yeah that's basically it. Do they and... show the aftermath? Not really. I mean... <laughs> it's it's just not pops. that graphic or anything. Yeah, I, I was going to say, just like blowing up I, I yeah, that would be that would be very messy. Yes, but yes. Uh, this is a well. I'm not going to say it's a kid show, but it's a yeah. Um, and I'm like it's a show for man children. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if tin can in the microwave is going to cut it anymore at this stage. Like, yeah, all that does is make you travel back in time. Uh-huh. That's possible. So I, I just they're they're not. I, I don't know. It's not giving me anything anymore at this point. So I might I might be done kind of surprised they managed to get enough material to make it what six episodes seven episodes right yeah and that's probably on me i probably should have stopped <laughs> at like episode three or something but yeah i mean that's what i expected you to drop it honestly look man i'm gonna be down to one or two shows by the time uh this episode's <laughs> over so you wanted to support iro in his creative endeavors you know i get it oh well yeah no mm. i didn't give iro any isekai writing opportunities this week <laughs> but Anyway, let's move on. And you guys said you wanted to mention sin duality. I thought we were never going to talk about this again, but we can just talk noir. about this real quick. Uh, so you guys should not have invoked it. I didn't invoke it. I specifically okay. did not invoke this this creed because I thought maybe I could get away with just quietly dropping this show. Uh-huh. But then, Iro, you said the show is not worse than Kyokai Senki, a show we watched to completion. No, that's a, that's well, a terrible reason. That's a terrible reason. <laughs> I couldn't live that. I couldn't live that down. Mm-hmm. So we are still watching Sin Duality, which is uh, an extremely mediocre uh, adaptation. Is not the right word because the video game's not even out. Yes, franchise multimedia tie-in. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't really even need to get to the story or anything. Really, this is just in a. A, a, a place to complain about how fucking lame the main okay. character is. What, what's uh, what's his deal? Nothing. Okay, he's just boring, man. He's he's just a blank slate protagonist. Like he has a good heart, and oh, he gets flustered around the ladies when and they press so, their boobies into and him. He's so self-effacing, and, and you know, blah blah is blah. He's worse he, than the dude from Old Noah Zero. So the it thing about 
like an empty void of personality. Yeah, so, so the thing about Inaho from Old Noah Zero is I fucking hate that archetype. Like, I cannot stand that archetype in any anime. And, like, but to have that be the protagonist was especially galling. So that is why, like, there's a. I have very strong animosity for Old Noah Zero. Here's but the it is thing. A type, right? <laughs> Even just bringing this up, Zig, has made my heart rate go up. That's how much I don't like Old Noah Zero and its protagonist. <laughs> I'm sure that's why Zig brought it up. Uh, yes. I mean, I, I brought it up because I hate that dude. And None like, of that. Not even that for Cinderella. Like Cinderella's greatest sin is it's fucking boring. Like the protagonist yeah. has the most basic of desires, the most basic personality. He's like a generic, helpful guy who sometimes doesn't believe in himself, but when he needs to help out his friends, he finds the willpower uh, to fight fight on. And it's like Robo Waifu can pat him on the back and say, you know. And and the it. Robo Waifu is of course like the you know the emotionless style Robo Waifu, which uh, like yeah. to to be clear, that is not the standard in this setting. Like there are multiple members of the cast who are also like, you know, android people and like they all have personalities. Like it's not just a haha robot girl thing, it's just specifically the robot girl that is tied to our white bread protagonist. Yeah. And it's just really there's nothing to it, right? There's no, there's no chemistry. There's no, there's, there's really nothing to latch onto, which is why Yuro and I have become increasingly obsessed with Tokyo, the like Yosuke style best friend character to the protagonist. Okay. Who is just a cool fucking dude? Like this is some like Daniel cooler Daniel shit because like <laughs> he like, just does. Just- e- you just I, said Yosuke I, and for, cool dude. In the okay, for, for the listeners, for the listeners, we are referring to Yosuke from Persona Four. But go on. Yeah, I know what you're about to say, Zig, but like, hear me out, right? It's like he is the like, he is. I, I mean, you know, like, he. Is, I guess maybe he is more like the Kamina, like older brother, but like a brash, you know, kind of like a bag girl just gets into trouble all the time, but he's like reliable. He's and always he's cigarette for you. What? I said he'd buy cigarettes for you. Yes, yes. Tokyo would, in fact, <laughs> buy cigarettes for you. Tokyo, in the latest episode, <laughs> Tokyo wakes up um, uh-huh. in the morning, uh, right after a scene in which uh, a, 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 a female side character sees uh, Kanata, the protagonist, uh, uh, sleeping with his robo waifu in a suggestive position that was caused by anime hijinks the night before. Of course. And it causes a huge misunderstanding. Kya, hentai, etc. etc. Et this is all happening. <clears throat> and then we cut to Tokyo waking up in his room, hearing all of this. He's like, Man, those kids sure are going at it, huh? <laughs> all right, well. And his butler I- robot dresses him. <laughs> and he literally says, Well, time to go to the bar. <laughs> time to go drink. <laughs> just woke up. After <laughs> he just woke up, yeah. That's pretty good. You're and, saying the most aspirational character in the show is a functional alcoholic. Yeah, and like he just—he's here's the thing—he's probably not actually that good of a character. But in a no. show like this, where our other option is fucking plain rice, he's the only like, source of personality. Like, in the land yeah, of the like, blind the man with one eye is king. You know, like yeah. his mech is called John Gasmaker. Uh. It, 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 it's like a it does cool fucking skating tricks like in the latest episode they're fighting these like mono wheel aliens 
And so he just does some fucking Dance like Empire. <laughs> and, and he does I, I mean I, I shit you not he does some Dante Devil May Cry shit where like he fucking grabs one and rides it for himself and like does does cool tricks with it while shooting the other aliens and Are it's like about Dante from the Shin Megami Tensei series yes that Dante <laughs> yes. Um, very same and like there's a scene like in an earlier episode where like they show that someone is really rich by eating by ordering a, a, a raw fresh carrot because in this Instead universe, of the food printer, right? Every food is all printed because I guess the, the world is is un, it can't sustain mm-hmm. agriculture anymore or something. And so this lady being able to afford a carrot is like the sign of like you know high society. And so she eats the carrot down to like the last piece, and you know it was like, does anyone want this? And you know it, to to mock to mock the poor's right. And Tokyo just walks up and puts it in his mouth. He's like, hell yeah, dude, dude, free food. It's like free carrot. Yeah, and it's just like, I guess. So you're saying it's he not... should be the main character? Yes! Yeah. <laughs> he really should! He has a personality. Yes, he has a personality, which is a lot more than our protagonist has. And that's it. That's that. That's the end of the rant. It's just... That's it. <laughs> the There's nothing else. Yeah. Like the mechs are okay. Like they 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 do some cool tricks, you know. Like a, a mech in the latest episode feet, did some yeah. wall running, you know. Um, uh huh. You know that was that was kind of badass. Um, They've got goofy names. Yeah, you know, like uh, I'm, you know, the, the to, to give you some other uh, uh, mech name examples other than uh, John Gasmaker. Uh, there's Daisy Ogre and uh, Glenn good. Shinobi. Those are pretty good. Yeah. There's a quality, like, Pacific Rim. Uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe not quite that tier, but in that neighborhood. No, uh, no, I'd, not I'd quite. Out, but... I'd hang out with Glenn Shinobi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever make an anime, I want to have a guy who's just, like, a regular-ass ninja and name him Glenn Shinobi. Um, it's very... It's Yakuza just... side story. Like this. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> a guy that shows up in a Yakuza side story, right? All right, well... Uh, condolences then carry on with that i guess uh i guess we will i guess so um it's more than i will be doing with zom 100 bucket list of the dead i'm done i'm out how bad did this get jill so nobody yeah. else watched past episode three am i the only no, one I, I i after watching episode three which i don't remember if we talked about on this podcast or not i decided we did. i think it was good. we did i don't remember Maybe we did. So when his buddy shows, his best friend shows up. Yes, yes, yeah, we did. We did. We did talk about that. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so I didn't watch ep- episodes four and five. Were out. I did not watch episode five. Um. Oh, so none of you guys watch this. So okay, I'll try to go off, man. I I I, I was told that that a flight attendant. Yeah. Was, so that, was involved. Yeah. They, I think they mentioned that at the end. Or the title of the episode is like flight attendant or something like that. Sure. And one of, oh God, there's so many, everything was everything, like everything that I hated about Zom 100 has culminated in this episode. Cause it's like, oh yeah. On, uh, on main dude's zombie bucket list, uh-huh. one of his, cause which is like 90% boils down to talk to a pretty girl. Um, uh-huh. One of them is wine and dine a flight attendant. Whatever, man. If that's your I guess. thing, I never got the sure. flight attendant thing. That's that's one of the that's one of the lower tier fetishes. But uh, 
that I think it's in the same like like family as the maid thing. But anyway, he wants he. I feel he like wa- it's the it's the kind of fetish that like if you're like a fifty year old dude. I was gonna say that's like an old man, really, man like, real old man. Back thing, when yeah. like flight attendant was a much more prestigious Glamorous. sort of uh, yeah profession. Yeah, yeah, but uh, so. You know, they decide him and his buddy are are just bumming around playing video games on the roof and they decide he wants to get a bigger TV because another item on his bucket list is play video games on a on a giant widescreen TV. So they go to they very foolishly go to the underground mall, which is the last place you should ever go in a zombie movie. And yeah, <laughs> they find uh, quest. They they find a couple. They find a small group of people that have been holed up down there, and they're freaking out because they're running out of supplies or whatever. And of course, uh, four of these five people are flight attendants that were stuck when their flight got canceled oh, no. during the apocalypse, and they're all. Or sorry, th- I think it's three of them, not four of them. There's four people. Three of them are flight attendants, and then there's this one just scared middle aged man that's down there with them that got stuck down there. Um, can you guess okay. which one's? Can you guess which one's going to turn into the zombie first? <laughs> I'm just no. saying. It's uh, if you've got the three cute girls and the uh, the middle scared middle aged man down there, it's uh-huh. pretty much you pretty much writes itself. So, how uh, much like? Okay, I. How much implied sexual violence occurs in an episode like this? Okay, so they do manage to generally avoid that. Although his buddy does sleep with one of the girls, but no, that's not what I mean. You know what I mean? I mean when the girls get attacked and eaten by the zombies. You okay, know what I mean? So like, there's, their clothes there's... get torn. Does somebody's okay, boobs yes. get bitten? There like... is. They do up the fan service in this with a lot of. There's a lot of skin in this episode. Not necessarily while they're being attacked, but just in general because it's supposed to be okay. ooh, sexy, sexy underground times stuck in this place uh-huh. with some oh, hot flight attendants it's so warm down here because and, all of the air infrastructure engines broken and and the well they don't they don't they don't pull that card i'm kind of surprised they don't but the flight attendants are like the like hot older one who <laughs> is obviously gets drunk immediately the mm-hmm. also hot younger but younger one that sleeps with his buddy and of course the the youngest you know, cute sort of shy one that the main guy takes an interest in. And, you know, uh-huh. uh, he he's like, oh, I'm going to try to, you know, wine and dine her or whatever. And he's just terrible at it. And, um, you know, eventually he, he to, to try to compensate, he just starts chugging beers and starts throwing uh-huh. up. And, uh-huh. you know, he feels immediately connected to her because he she pats his back while he's throwing up, uh, you know, in the bathroom. And and he's like, uh, hey, do you have a boyfriend or whatever? And one over by his goofy charm. And she's like, I do. And but she does have a boyfriend. But, you know, he's she's still he doesn't care because she's being nice to him. And and they, they have a heart to heart about, uh-huh. uh, you know, how. Uh, you know, she she was ready to quit her job, but she always wanted to be a flight attendant when she was a kid. And and, you know, he's he's like, you should never give up on your dream. Mm. And she's like, yeah, you're right. I when I get out of this, I'm going to be the best flight attendant, just like I always wanted to. And then they oh, all yeah. get eaten by zombies. Yeah. Uh, and 
Wow. Of course, the main guy and his buddy, you know, the, the middle aged yeah. guy was the middle aged guy reveals that he was secretly bitten. Yes, yep. yes, yep, yeah, the classic. And and he 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 works his way down. He he bites the older lady first, which is a complete waste because she was super hot. And <laughs> the. <laughs> the uh-huh. He, bu- he bites that, the he, he bites he bites the the next girl and then finally as they're having a heart to heart of course he springs up and bites the 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 shy girl on the shoulder and and uh you know main main dude like punches the zombie's head off or something but it's too late and she's slowly uh-huh. turning and you know uh-huh. she gives her dramatic goodbye and it's yeah. the first time the show ever tries to like engage with the tragedy of the situation and they do an awful awful terrible job of it. Because not only all, all, not even all that suck, but like main guy's like sad for like thirty seconds, and then his buddy's like, "Yo, I found a big screen TV. Let's get yeah, out of here." Sick, yeah, hell yeah. Like, back to video games, and, and then he's just like smile back on his face. Hell yeah, bro. Let's get out of here. And then it, like as if none of this happened. <laughs> I feel and, like, and it's just like, ah. It's so, like, there was absolutely no redeeming value to any of I mean, that. So, so, so this thing, right, first of all, this is unbelievably gross, right? Like, it's 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 the shittiest kind of zombie media. Yeah. But I think the thing that, like, gets to me is, like, I don't even know if it would work well. There is probably a way to do this type of story with this type of character and recognize that, oh, maybe this person was always a sociopath. Or like, oh, maybe right. this person was always right. emotionally stunted, yeah. and what what was initially framed as finding freedom in episode one is actually no. This is now a person who can just live without unleash, unleash their id, right? Yes, they're actually and, and a sociopath, basically. Like, there could be a way to do that. It does not sound like that's what this show is doing. Oh, not even, not even close. No. The thing it, I was going to say was there's a way to do. We meet all these people, and then they're killed by zombies, and like. Make it not necessarily worthwhile, but to get something out of it, you know, you could you can make it a very nihilistic, dark kind or of. Even if they, the pointlessness is the point, if that makes sense. I'm but, not saying this would have made it good, but at least would have made sense if they at least, <laughs> you know, had a somber ride home or something. Like you know, like like at sure, least let it yeah. set in that like this uh, this that you know okay kind of balance a little bit that this is a dangerous world that they're in and right like i could see a version of this episode where they still get the tv it's like just sitting there you know, or, you know and they're, to be they're on so yeah they they, they they grabbed a motorcycle right and they're yeah, okay, like they're yeah. riding back on their motorcycle just not talking or something right, right. Like, and it's would like that, that you would could, that be good no, no but at least it would like make sense right like it would, it would yes. close I mean, the because because you could even lean into like because because if you do that if you, if you frame frame it like that you could even lean into the like maybe the like really sinister realization that the characters come to is like if we had never met them they were all going to be dead anyways but then maybe we don't have to carry that emotional burden on ourselves right yeah like mm-hmm. you, I mean, you could even there's... lean into that aspect of like to meet other people in the apocalypse is to like expose yourself to potential emotional harm yeah there's a lot a lot of ways you could have taken that and they chose none of them uh, of course they just <laughs> I mean, the uh, thing is, making comedies is really hard, but making comedies that occasionally have dramatic elements is, like, an, a factor of ten harder, right? Like, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And it sounds like here you've just sort of got a soup of different tones. And they didn't even try. Rash, it was like literally yeah, like... flip a switch. Hey, bro, I got the TV. Let's bounce. And we were back onto you know, playing video games. You know, it ends with... And, like, I assume there was not even any, like, intentional whiplash to that moment either. No. Right? No. It was just like... I mean, like, without wishing to get too much on your high horse, it also just speaks that, oh, right, these women were just a plot device to, like... Oh, yeah, there's plenty of that in there, too. And and that's part of the, like... That's 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 going all the way into the my whole problem with his list and his character anyway is like right. so much of that is driven by conquer woman right like just, it, just in terms of the oh we introduced these female characters and then fridged yeah. them in the same episode just to yeah just to check a box yeah. on his list right and it's that part of it yeah I mean that's 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 the act that's probably the worst part of it right like that's the more sinister kind of underlying uh, you know part of it but. Yeah, every all of it just bad. I'm done. I, I I can't keep doing this to myself. I didn't even make it until the the blonde booby lady shows up. I don't care. Uh, oh, I I'm sure she... <laughs> they would have treated her with a huge amount of respect. Uh, well, I, I, according to the OP, she will be part of the party. So you know, but yes, I I don't know. It's it's so disappointing because I think the the show had a lot of potential to be like like the show this season and yeah. i from i haven't checked recently because i've been off twitter but the uh i the, the i announced today it's still the next episode is delayed a week so. yeah but i think it's very popular like yeah, among I'm, the, sure I'm sure it is among the uh you know the the masses but you can just say the anime <laughs> so so we sound sound like a total elitist asshole here the unwashed but, uh, masses look man if you're going to compare me to like the vast majority of anime fans i'll happily be an elitist asshole quite frankly. yeah so it's i'm i it's just a lot of wasted potential um yeah it's a shame ha- the show still looks pretty good i still like the style and everything and i think that's i get the feeling that's what most people are seeing and kind of willing to put up with the fact that it's kind of bad, you know, and but if you give it any critical analysis whatsoever, it's just like I think that there's worthless. a really I think there's a really good black comedy in the premise, but yeah, black comedy is tricky and doesn't translate well, and and it doesn't seem like they're even trying for that. Really. Yeah, if you want black comedy, watch Hina Matsuri. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw that out there. Is that, plug that show. that's the one you go to? <laughs> That's the first one that came to mind. I was thinking All of right. uh, not, not like Doro Hidoro where they kill people for fun. Okay. I, I probably would that, have gone with the aforementioned Sayonara as that supposed sense. Okay. That's not the it's not the blackest comedy. I was thinking of Anzu being homeless, that whole sequence. Okay, yes. yes. Do. <laughs> That's pretty dark. Um Yes, fair enough. That yeah, I'd also just want to plug that show because I haven't plugged it in a very long time. Um and Doro Hidoro as well, yes. Another great show. That it also has is, zombies in it. Yeah. yeah, a very one of the one of the better, more creative <laughs> implementations of zombies. Oh man, yeah. you can go watch that on Netflix. Anyway, um, that's kind of it for the new shows at this point, and yeah, Ooh. a lot of uh, these. I'm I know I'm dropping a couple of these, so I think we finally hit the question of uh, is it time to hit the backlog? <laughs> and um, might be. I did start watching one thing, and I'm not sure if I'm going to continue. 
I think I mentioned this to you guys very briefly before, but I think you did, and but I cannot for the life of me recall what it was. So uh, coming coming hot off of uh, Birdie, oh, Wing. No, it, it was it was um it was it was Mad Lives. Yes, yes, coming hot off of Birdie. Oh Wing. right, I I was I was I was craving more of that energy somehow mm-hmm. some way, and uh. Birdie Wing is very directly connected to uh-huh. uh, the uh, t- 2004 uh, Girls with Guns cult favorite uh, Madlax, the second of the Girls with Gu- what became known as the Girls with Gun trilogy, uh, and it <laughs> is written by the same author uh, Yosuke mm-hmm. Kuroda as Birdie Wing, and most notably, both anime take place in part in the same fake European country uh, <laughs> that, that Stother made up. Yes, and... Both uh, also involve lots of bullets. Both involve lots of bullets, and um, one of the girls is part of the notorious Burton family. Uh, tech- I guess technically related to Eve in some way. Yeah, of course. So <laughs> I was like... Kato is there? No, I was like... Um, yeah, right. Uh, not yet. Uh, and I was like, you know what? I never actually watched. I always saw the, the girls with gun shows. So it's it's noir, Madlax, and uh, I forget the name of the third one. It's something. Well, Casanova de la Bruja. Yes, <laughs> yes, that, that is that the one. So I've never actually watched any of them, but I always <laughs> saw them like around. And I'm like, you know I, I what? also somehow never got around to those. Like I, I, my girls with guns route. I guess I, I went down the like gunslinger girl to black lagoon pipeline i guess yeah so i mean so that, I watched that is a genre those, those are two yeah. very different shows yeah, i so, know i know i'm not <laughs> just, I, I watched it so that, the, so so it's like it's like girls with guns is the broad anime trope but these three yes. series specifically were right. tied together as the same studio and director although different yeah. writers and very different shows i think but they're kind of spiritually connected yeah. because they star girls I mean, with guns i mean uh, yeah so i decided to check this out uh, to try to capture some of that birdie wing energy, see if, if it carried over or whatever. And? But and and well, first of all, Madlax is not streaming anywhere in America, so I watched. Yeah, it. I didn't think so. <laughs> I watched it as God intended, which uh-huh. is oh, yeah. in low resolution what, in three parts com. on YouTube. Yeah. No, no, yeah. low resolution in three parts on YouTube. Hell yeah! Uh, which bless the person who still has this up on YouTube from like fourteen years ago. Hell yeah! Uh, they have the entire series uh, it, how, you know, in th- broken up how, into three parts per episode. How good are the fan subs? <laughs> oh, it's the, oh, it's dubbed. Come on. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. So we've got the we've got the, we've got a we've got a mid two thousands dub. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Very from bad like, quality. From like four three or something. Like, yeah. Four four three four three aspect. Awful resolution and broken up into three parts on YouTube as God intended. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's already setting a vibe for me as I'm watching this, right? How's the, how's the, the famous Yuki Kajiro opening? Yes. Uh, and and music, <laughs> all, all three of these series have music by Yuki Kajiro of all people. Jesus. Which oh, yeah. I. Hey, the the whatever, it's Yamani, pretty good. I mean, song is famous. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's pretty good, uh, the soundtrack. As for the show itself, I watched the first two episodes and. It is utterly incomprehensible. 
hell yeah. yeah. Wait, is that is that <laughs> good or bad? Wait, what are we? Maybe. <laughs> Wolverine. Oh hell. man, I I can't yeah. tell you what the show's about. I can only tell you what happened. <laughs> so they they've basically introduced uh, two characters. The the two episodes don't they haven't crossed paths yet. But the first character is the the titular character Madlax, who is uh this she's like this hardcore spec ops mercenary but mm-hmm. she's like also kind of an airhead she's like prepping to we see her getting airdropped into like this war zone to steal the floppy disk from somebody in, in like the enemy camp and she's like you know, loading her guns and like, huh, I think I want pasta for dinner tonight. You know, that kind of okay, vibe. She's just one of those sure. just like nonchalantly <laughs> murdering Super people. intense killer who barely acknowledges what they're doing. Well, like, no, she's kind of like the like the 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 like carefree airheaded big sister type of I mean, of yeah, like this, this, this type yeah. of like yeah. character is almost established with the likes of like, you know, gunsmith cats, right? Of like right. the intentional uh, uh, contrast of personality to uh, yeah. uh, occupation, so, shall we say. So there, there, there's a lot going mm-hmm. on it's here. Gunsmith cats. It's not the big sisters I think of, unfortunately. So, well, uh, just that, that personality type, though. You guys know what I'm talking yeah, yeah, about. Know, so the so they, uh, she, she has to sneak into this camp to get this guy who has a disc. There's a lot of things going on. There's like refugees and stuff, but to narrow it down, she has to get into the camp to get this guy who has a disc and, uh, he's being held prisoner in this enemy camp. And, you know, she, she gets him out and, you know, she kills a bunch of dudes, gets him out. He has the floppy disc and, uh, but he is upset because his, big bro uncle senpai father figure guy is he got separated from him and he thinks he's still in the camp and he wants to go back and get him and madlax is he's like he asks her you know did you see her and he's she's like you know what would you do if i told you he was still alive and he's like i'm gonna go back and he decides to go back and she doesn't stop him but as she's driving away she's like thinks about it she's like yeah but and she doesn't say anything but she decides i'm gonna help him out and when she does decide, she takes her backpack, pulls out an evening gown. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we cut be- and we cut a couple scenes later to her showing up in an evening gown with some guns. Uh, she jumps in the road to stop a squad of men in jeeps and tanks, and proceeds to twirl around the battlefield as if she were almost dancing, murdering all of them in an evening gown, and. You know, this culminates with her shooting the boss bad guy. And as he's dying, his dying breath, he looks up and sees her with the sun setting in the background. It's like gorgeous and (laughs) dies. And she finally, the last bit, I don't even know how to explain this. She puts her pistols down, picks up an assault rifle and embraces it as if you would embrace a lover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the barrel with the barrel pointing over her shoulder yeah. and pulls the trigger which proceeds to shoot down a helicopter <laughs> fuck yeah <laughs> sounds good man you know it just sounds like a schwarzenegger movie you know, <laughs> you know maybe anime was just built different back in the day maybe we, maybe we were too harsh on it back then we should we should have 
And, and so she, but of, and of course she, she, she gets the guy back out, but he was shot and he died. He bleeds out while driving away. And, uh-huh. you know, it's just quiet as she drives home or whatever. And that's episode one. Episode two has goes a completely different. I think we're in uh, what's the country? Nefrese. Nefrese. Uh, they don't. I, they don't say it in this episode, but I'm based on what it looks like. I'm like, and we're dealing with the Burton family. I'm 100 percent confident that's where we are. And we turn to this other girl who's just like average school girl. She's uh-huh. going about her business and everything, but apparently she, I don't know, she has some kind of PTSD or something. But she keeps seeing like visions of the war happening because i guess there's a war i don't really know what's going on and she's just like totally disconnected with reality even though she's like going to school and everything people are talking to her and they'll be mid-sentence and she'll just start talking about the red shoes she saw in the shop in the window and she keeps uh-huh. talking about these red shoes for some reason i don't know why that's never Wizard of Oz. given uh and she's talking about how it's going to rain later even though uh the skies are perfectly blue and everyone's like what is this girl talking about and uh i i don't know what's going on like she gets she gets picked up by this woman who claims to be her old neighbor but i she thinks she's working for some shady organization and then the girl just leaves later and i guess she has and then then it gets really weird toward the end i'm not gonna lie joe even your like potted explanation is kind of confusing me at this point i don't i, I that's because i this is all i can tell you is what i saw in the episode <laughs> they're, they're not they're not connected or any they don't explain any of this um toward the end they just randomly cut to the scene of some dude with a phantom of the opera mask uh playing around with some relic that he drops and breaks and of course, the gr- the girl goes home and shuffles through her things and pulls out a like ancient looking book that's covered in blood and says, this is a gift from my father. And then like the episode ends to play the all of the <laughs> as she's reading the book, the, the Yuki Kajira music comes in uh-huh. to make it, you know, more spooky. And I have no idea what the hell happened. <laughs> I mean, you know, just back your, guess, your guess is good as mine as no. to what was going on with any of that. Anime was not as heavily concerned about uh, 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 exposition or making sure you understood what was going on. Sometimes, you know, I feel like I feel like a lot of older anime was just willing to say, "Hey, are you are you down with just good vibes?" Or no, you know, I take that back. Not good vibes, just vibes. Just mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like the only connection I I caught, and maybe I'm just dumb and missed a lot of it, but I was just like, I have no idea what's happening. Uh, when she was talking about the rain. The very last shot, I think, was showing wherever Madlax is. It was started raining there, so like maybe she knows what's going on in the war or something. And I'm re- I don't I'm, know, man. <laughs> I'm reading here that uh, <laughs> the the writer said he was frustrated that his project before working on this was canceled, so he decided to put in as many things as he could think of in Madlax. Oh uh, hell yeah! As possible, yeah, well, uh, yes, a, a well-refined creative process, and also that to... uh, that most of the show's unusual plot twists were were thought of when he and the director were drunk. Uh, yep. Yeah, that I was that, all this time. Yeah. that checks out. That checks out based on my experience. Um, do I want to watch more? Maybe it sure was. <laughs> it was fascinating, I guess. For but science, I. Yo. I, I I can't I had no idea what was happening at all with any of it and you know uh, at, at least it made it interesting I guess uh, 
but that that was Madlax. Um, I know I promised you all I would watch Vinland Saga, so <laughs> as penance, maybe I will also try to pick uh, that up. Well, okay. you know, that's uh, only if you watch Vinland Saga in 240p and every episode is split into three. I, I'll, I'll take. I'll take. Don't I'll even know my... if you could find and upload that that low <laughs> resolution. I'll take. I'll take my my Vinland Saga so I can have my Madlax later. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. but. Madlax uh, does sound like some sort of medication. <laughs> For it you, really like a does. stomach, stomach, I your mean, upset yes. stomach. Uh, yeah, mean, yeah. Take Madlax. We put uh, Madlax in his coffee as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's where I'm at. I don't know if you guys are watching any more backlog stuff that you mm. want to talk about, but we may be coming down to that in the. Uh, I think maybe. We could save some of that for for another yeah. podcast, especially yeah. if uh, many of the shows that we even mentioned this week aren't going to be there next week. Um, I, I guess we could just say, of course, that uh, you know, Ear and I are you know just continuing to slowly chip away at you know the Tony you know, power the power the power trio of uh, you know Dunbine, Elgheim, and and uh, Zabungle, and that mm-hmm. uh, they all continue to be uh, entertaining, but also deeply fascinating to look at in hindsight especially with the knowledge of like what is to come for tomino's career where he goes as a creator um Mm -hmm. you know all of these are pre-victory gundam right they are all pre-zeta pre-zeta right this is all in the gap Um, between uh yeah it was uh, it was gundam gundam ideon zabungle dunbine algaim zeta yes so like there are interesting things to see there, right? Like, especially like, you know, because Elgheim is the Tomino anime that directly precedes Zeta. In fact, it is well known that Tomino sort of gets distracted and abandons Elgheim in the second half to focus all of his efforts <laughs> on Zeta. My understanding and, is some of the ideas and designs come across as well. Yes, and especially and designers. Uh, Mamoru Nagano uh, did the mecha design for both Elgheim and Zeta. And not only can you see the lineage of that his very unique approach to mecha design, but also you can you can see some of the creative like fissures that begin to appear between those two. Yes, in, main highlight noted because, that Nagano was not happy about <laughs> towards the end of Elgai. <laughs> yeah, and continue to not be happy with Tomino and Zeta as well, and. Because not, a, not until the... they worked on brain powered together did it was oh, the, was boy. it mended. <laughs> um, yeah, that turns right. but yes, just those are things we can say for another time. Yeah, let's let's say so. I've got a uh, one final note here to wrap up this podcast. As I was kind of looking some things up on Madlax uh-huh. just now. Um, do not so, take more than two hundred doses a day. <laughs> Again, these these three these three series were were is same director, music by Yuki Kajiura, oh, and they were done by the same studio, yeah. which is B Train. And apparently, mm-hmm. B Train did Spider Riders. Yeah, and, uh, and bringing it back. Right? Yep. We always yep. Have, it always it always comes yep. back to Spider Riders. Now we just oh, need to find the link between Madlax and Legends of the Galactic Heroes, it's... and we'll be. Oh uh, <laughs> uh, well, there there is political conflicts going on apparently, so but I just don't, couldn't explain them. Um, they also did what Dahak like they did a lot yes. bunch of like, fucking work workmanlike shit in the in the aughts. 
Yeah, yes. Speed Train was very active in the early 2000s. Uh, 2000s. So, do they still exist? No, I, I think they've been. They haven't put anything out. IG. Yeah, yeah. Uh, probably. So. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's as good a place as any to end it. Let's move to our housekeeping. You can uh, check us out on the gloryoblog.com and you can follow us on Twitter, I guess, if you want. <laughs> Quote unquote Twitter. At the Gloria blog. I refuse I refuse to call it X. Yeah, like, because that's fucking stupid. In, stupid. Like in our in our YouTube videos for the podcast, when we have like our our, tw- our Twitter name at yeah. the bottom, I will not change the little bird. Yeah. The, the little bird will no. stay there. You have my uh, full support. Yeah. And uh I will try to occasionally just post uh things now since we can't post automatically when things go out, but mm. we're still there. Still on co-host at Glorio. I haven't put anything there either. I'm very bad at social media, folks. Uh, and, but we're there, and uh, you can follow the pod or subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean, Stitcher, and of course YouTube, mm-hmm. where you can like, comment, subscribe, ring that notification bell, uh, and tell us why we're we're wrong. We're anime uh, elitists. Yeah. Yeah, T- tell know, us but- if we are missing any shows this season. <laughs> mm. I don't think we are, yeah. but you know, if there's something out there that looked awful, but you watched it out there, dear readers, viewers, listeners, whatever, tell us. Yeah. Hey, I'd and, like to uh, actually correct it to what I just said about being trained, which is they originally split off from production IG and they are now uh, dormant slash defunct because that main director guy retired. Sure. Sure. There will not be another season of spider riders. No. Um, uh, don't All cook right. your chickens. <laughs> All right, we need we need to we need to end this. So that'll do it. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, and we'll catch everybody next time. <laughs> <laughs>